appears that the crows have fought the badgers off, but they are now kind of unifying in some strange hive mind society inside your flesh. Hello everyone, I'm Jim Sterling and welcome to Podquisition. I'm here, as always, with my good friend Laura. Hello. Hello, I am here. I'm once again being introduced before Gavin. I am important and I love this fact. It's an important fact to be proud of. Uh, but speaking of Gavin, I do believe he's here as well. Hello, Gavin. Hello. How are you today? I'm pretty good today. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm all right. I'm yeah. all right. Yeah. Got to laugh at some people in the pub saying some silly words. It's been yeah. a good day. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna have to tell the, the listeners that story. <laughs> yeah, oh, this goodness. is quite... Yeah. Th- this is cr- <laughs> listeners, you need to hear this. Because now, we've, we've talked about this before. Laura... Um, Laura overhears men in pubs sometimes. I, I live I live in a very close vicinity to a drinking establishment, and as such, I hear the things that men yeah. think. Ye olde alehouse. Yeah, I, I, I get to hear the things that, that men decide to verbalise when they're a little inebriated, and... They're interesting things, not necessarily to do with video games, but they are they are nuggets of wisdom nonetheless. Yeah, so, now this 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 yeah. one pertains to human hygiene. Now this is obviously mm. very important to our listeners, um, and you you may be wondering the best way to clean yourself, listeners. Mm. Uh, so Laura's got some pub wisdom for you. So this this is pub wisdom from the man that is instilling in you the the advice that you should take showers rather than baths. Mm. And I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get myself into character for this because it's it's vitally important I get myself into character of this of man. Um, oh, oh, getting in my man voice. Ugh. You see, you know what the fucking problem is, right? We're getting a, having a fucking a fucking bath instead of a shower. All the fucking shit floats to the top of the water when you're having a fucking bath. You don't want your shit floating to the top of the water. <laughs> and I had to restrain myself from going over and just just letting the man know that he's probably taking baths wrong if he's taking a shit while he's in there. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's how you're meant to take a, a bath. I, like, Great for you that your fibre balance mm. is right, that they float to the top, but you probably don't want to be taking a shit in there in general. Like, I mean, yeah. to be honest, like, you probably don't... I mean, maybe call me a prude, but I generally try to avoid pooing in the shower as well. Well... Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, sometimes you know you're, a, you're washing pretty hard, and like a little bit might pop out. But it's like, well, I thought I thought that little bowl, the little bowl with the lid, was some sort of like giant yeah. ceremonial soup bowl. I've been putting oh. tomato and basil in there. Oh wait, no, oh, that, just, that, I, that's I'm, not for drinking. God damn you, Bethesda! I, I'm now just trying to picture the mechanics of like if this man insists he must shit while he's cleaning himself. The shower, I guess, is probably better because it's probably being washed down the drain yeah. at the time. I mean, you, if can, you're not you can turn up the, the power toilet. setting and like spray it out of your bum cheeks. I just imagine you can kind them, of like, stamp on it. You can kind of stamp yeah. it down. You can like swirl it to the drain sink. with your feet, maybe. Sink. I just yeah. imagine him like, I fucking hate beds. You try and go sleep in a bed, and if you do your shit, you wake up covered in shit in a bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you sleep standing up. How much? You know, you know what? I, you know what I fucking hate. You know what I fucking hate. Trousers. If you're wearing trousers and you take a shit, the shit stays in your trousers. What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with fucking trousers, mate? You know what I ate most about McDonald's? <laughs> what I ate most about McDonald's, right, is McDonald's fucking stinks of shit, right? Because when you go in McDonald's, you sit down, you eat a Big Mac, right? You take your shit, and then the place stinks of fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I prefer going to Burger King. So, yeah, I, I just... 
I had my moment of walking through the pub and having the mental image of this man, like, basically playing with his turds as if they were, like, toy submarines in the bubble bath. <laughs> you should have shit I mean, in his pint, Laura. He, he might not be shitting. In, he might just, like, not wipe at all. So he's just oh. constantly got... Oh. Like, like, I'm imagining, like, like, if he never... If he never wipes his ass, <laughs> fucking angry, then guys. <laughs> I'm imagining like, like it's soft, like like the soft recent shit inside, and then around instead of underwear, um, just the harder and crustier as it comes out. So he's wearing like a shit eclair around his ass, <laughs> and and that's why he likes the shower because that soaks it through and it crumbles up. But of course, if you go in a bath with a sh- with shit eclair underwear. <laughs> <laughs> they, they soften up it's going to turn into shit fondue. <laughs> so I'm just going to point out the last couple of weeks we have started strong. We have started strong the last couple of weeks. I like this show. This is a fun place to be every week. So oh, there's no room for this rubber dare. ducky. They'll <laughs> just have to craft it into a rubber ducky. <laughs> Shitty ducky, a dookie ducky. Doochie ducky. A rubber dookie. <laughs> oh! And you know what? Some people were complaining that uh, Pugquisition um, relies a little too much on Twitter, you ah, Fuck it. I'll, there is equally people complaining that it, there was too much video games. Not so, enough you know, toilet humour. Yeah, you, you know, can't. It's, yeah, it's, someone's yeah. going to be upset. Here's your bit of toilet humour. It's out the way. Shall we talk about a video game then? Yeah. Um, before we begin, uh, I'd just like to do a little bit of news. Um, a little uh-huh. bit of site news, a little bit of admin. Um, mm. If you're a fan of the Jimquisition brand and you like Jimquisition t-shirts, which are available from sharkrobot.com, that's shark, robot, the two different types of animals put together, .com. The, um, the, the robot that is an animal. The robot the animal that, is, an that animal. is the robot. The shark robot, if you will. Uh, no. If you go to sharkrobot.com and check out the Jimquisition uh, store there, the partner store, there's a new shirt that's been added. Uh, it's uh, called hashtag fucking army. Uh, but Jim, wonderful. I am a fan of your brand and I don't know what this shirt is. What is. Tell me about the shirt. What? This shirt, which is available in the colour black, uh, features a tweeter bird uh, done up like Big Boss. Uh, with a speech bubble that's done up um, similar, but not exactly the same, in case anyone's thinking of suing, similar to the Konami logo, bearing within the hashtag Fuck Konami, which of course is a a very popular hashtag and a worldwide phenomenon, and I won't hear words to the contrary. Uh, People have been requesting a shirt like that for a long time. We finally cleared it. Um, The artist of it prefers to remain anonymous for uh, obvious reasons, Uh, so this is 100% legally on me. Um, He works for for Konami, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) It was Hideo Kojima. A Hideo Kojima shirt. (laughs) We, We are in the beautiful legal situation where so long as Jim doesn't get sued, He's he's not getting sued. Yeah, that was so. the advice from my lawyer. Hello, Mike, if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, my so lawyer, long as you don't get sued, you won't get sued. I asked him about this uh, before we began. I asked, I asked for legal counsel, um, and his advice was, it's all right so long as they don't find out about it and decide to kick off. It's like, so, so long as you do it and yeah. there's no trouble, 
there's no trouble. It's, um, if, if you, that if doesn't you, sound like very good yeah. advice for a lawyer to give. <laughs> if you don't I, get I, in trouble, there'll be no trouble. <laughs> I think it's good advice. The advice <laughs> is solid. The advice is, are you worried about getting sued? Well, if you don't get sued, then you're not being sued. So don't worry about being sued, because unless you're being sued, you're not being sued. Mm. See? Yeah. Sound legal advice and logic there. In all seriousness, <laughs> Ma- Mike's a good man, he's a good lawyer. He's, um, but that advice did make me laugh. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's that. It's over at sharkrobot.com. Um, I'm going to have a post up on the gymquisition.com um, about it as well. And uh, all, so, almost, yeah. to, almost to time their celebration with your shirt's release, Konami this week have done some beautiful things that deserve them being told to fuck off for. Uh, yes, they they've done quite a few things. My Jimquisition this week covered a, a couple, uh, yeah. such as them selling, doing the 360 and PS3 version of Pez and porting that to the PC instead of the PS4 and Xbox One oh, version. That's, that's that's not even the best part of the Steam story. With oh no, PES. that's just that's just the hors d'oeuvre, mm. my friend. Um, that is the the appetizer to wet your mouth for the yes. for the entree of three course delectables. That is the the main thing they did. Yep, so, appetizer. They did a shitty last-gen port on PC. Soup course, soup and salad. Uh, They used screenshots and video footage of the PS4 and Xbox One version on Steam to sell the game, uh, showcasing the game in a better state than the finished product. Now for the main course. It's almost like Faulty Towers, isn't it? It it really is. Mm. is. Don't mention the war. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So I get the honours this week of doing the main course of fucking army. And my goodness, it is a beautiful one. So because of all these bits of bullshit going on with PES, Pro Evolution Soccer, the game wasn't getting very good reviews on Steam. The reviews were pretty bad. And... You know, Konami were a little bit sort of, oh no, this is a problem. When people type in Pro Evolution Soccer, they see bad reviews of our game. It's almost as if if you mm. serve people shit, they'll say it's shit. Exactly. And they were surprised by mm. this. Konami were surprised by this, and they decided rather than, you know, stop serving people shit, that they would hide the reviews of the shit in a very mischievous way. Mm-hmm. So if you go and search for Pro Evolution Soccer on Steam right now, you will find a bundle of Pro Evolution Soccer that contains a copy of Pro Evolution Soccer and nothing else. And nothing else. It is a bundle <laughs> of one item. Pez has been waiter, bundled Waiter, with Pez. waiter, waiter, my Vianetta tastes of shit fondue. Oh, God. Yeah, so what has happened here is that Konami have discovered you can have a bundle on Steam that is only one product that does not bundle that product with anything else, and is a one-product bundle. And if you do that, it doesn't show reviews for your game. Yeah, you have to click on the individual mm. game to see the reviews. So if you (laughs) just buy it from the bundle page, you don't see that everyone's saying it's fucking shite. Yeah, and the reason for this is because bundles are designed for more than one item, and Steam don't know how to format bundles in order to show multiple different sets of reviews. Oh my god, it's so crazy. They don't they show are reviews like, they're for bundles. Faulty. They keep trying to fix things and making it worse. <laughs> so, yeah, they they have been shitty shit munches this week. There was another it's actual news about Konami this week, which wasn't like as a kind of dramatic and exciting, but actually very sad. The people who created the Fox engine left. And they said they're not using the Fox engine anymore. And that, that really is a waste of, of like, throwing money in the fire. 
we are hearing very weird, conflicting things this week out of out of Konami with regards to what their development is. Because, mm. like, since last week, we got told that Konami weren't making AAA games anymore. Mm. And then, as of today, we got told, yes, they are making AAA games yeah. still. They're going to release the ending to Metal Gear Solid Five as Metal Gear Solid Six. Probably. Mm. But I, I just... I don't understand how... How Konami have, like, one of the biggest games of this year that has been critically and, like, fan reception has been fantastic. And still the conversations about are about how shitty yeah, they I are. I keep saying this. Like, like Pez how? as well. The game made a loss, didn't it? The I game needs to sell. I, I heard it needs to double its sales to, uh, to turn a profit. Well, it let's is not say it's that... made a loss because it's still mm. selling. Um, I I have no doubt that it's going to have a very lengthy tail on it and it will be profitable. <laughs> but I we've not had it it's not been out for a month yet. I think it's been about just over a week since it came out since we recorded and or it when did it come out a couple of weeks ago? It's we'll see. I think it hasn't been a long ter- like a short-term profit for them. Long term I have no doubt it will be, but yeah, we're getting really weird, conflicting messages about what this company is doing. Yeah, and I mean, when it comes to Konami's uh, business side, they are so they're such a Rube Goldberg machine, and none of it makes sense. That mm. I don't often like making predictions or talking about their business. Like, like, I mean, we could talk about the budget of Metal Gear Solid Five and and you know how Kojima overspent, but ultimately, you know, that was on Konami to solve yeah. that, and and cutting story content was just the wrong way to go. Yeah, the solution is keep an eye on him and say no to him once in a while. Like that is what you do. What I don't if get you is the they that, they, they curbed all that and like scrubbed his name off the box, but his name comes up like five hundred times during the game. It's obnoxious. He he has like I feel like he made a point to be like I'm going to have as many titles as I can in the credits mm-hmm. popping up as many times as possible. Like in the first half hour of the game, his he has seven different job titles that come up in various sets of credits. But it's sorry, like there's forty main missions and that happens after every single one yep. of them. <laughs> it's crazy. It is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something as well about them. Oh yeah, they they they, they announced DLC. Which is uh, good. Um, Metal Gear yeah. Solid Five DLC is really? going. Yes, yeah. and do you know what um, one of those bits of DLC is, Gavin? It's going to be the what. ending, isn't it? No. Oh wait, it's going to be more sexy outfits for fucking uh, quiet, isn't it? Well, there is that as well. Yes. <laughs> God, yeah, Don't wait, you before worry. we talk about this, right? Ninety-six hours on that game. You know how many usable shots I got for my my music video? Three. <laughs> <laughs> Three fucking shots in 96 hours. You did a music video about quiet, didn't you? And you, you well, it's not it. about quiet, but it's about the idea of um, something that I've become very accustomed to since meeting you guys. The idea of the, what the idea of shutting not, up not and not talking, talk. Gavin, and yeah. being spoken over and not saying words. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. Because I've not seen that music video yet. I'm looking forward to it. So. Um, but yeah, so and and just just as people, because um, obviously I did a gym position on Quiet two weeks ago, and some people are still that was really a popular episode, it. wasn't it? <laughs> it was, it, and actually, to be honest, I mean, it still got like it was still way more liked than disliked, uh-huh. and, you know. But obviously, a, a, a cabal of of of, of very angry 
young people got upset. They got they've been getting upset at the Angry Joe as well because he made like a like a very brief joke about the outfit. So they started calling him homophobic uh, and anti-Semitic slurs. So that that, that proves your fucking point, Yay. doesn't it? You fucking pricks. Yeah. Um, but I would just like to address one thing because people keep bringing it up, thinking they're clever. Yes. That intro sequence where you see the man's ass crack through the patient's mark, I also think that was stupid and undermines the tension of the thing, okay? Before you try and, and think for, that I don't think that. Yes, his ass... Bi- see, I almost did a spoiler then. Seeing... What do they call him? Um, Ishmael? Ishmael? Seeing Ishmael's ass crack during... Watch what was a horrific sequence, and the, the camera kept going, ha ha, a man's bum. That was a, a point of dissonance that I really did find jarring. Um, and I could do an entire Jimquisition on that as well if you want. Uh, I'm not gonna, uh, because cause that would nearly satisfy you. Um, but anyway, that, that's, that's well, that. It's like, here's the thing I was not nearly so annoyed by that, not because it's a man but because I've been in hospitals before and sometimes you do see a bit of a bum crack. That is a thing that happens in the real world. That is a Mm. thing. The thing with quiet, you can't make that same argument for. That is entirely a thing that a man invented. Yeah, well, she beeps through her beep. I was sorry. Yeah, she she blanks through her blank. Yeah, she thinks Um, through her thing. Also, Um, stop telling me that I can't have this opinion of quiet because I blank through my blank. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and also, don't tell me what I can and can't do in my Jimquisition because that's censorship and you're trying to tell creators what to do. Isn't that the argument you usually use? Um, oh. So that, that's how I'm going to shut down any can, criticism of me. Can I bring <laughs> up a game I played this week because I had very similar arguments made when you, I brought that game up? You can, mm. but we did wander really far away from the DLC. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine. Get the DLC. To, I forgot so DLC was where we were. Yeah, we'll walk the dog back there, then we'll get back to you. Um, so anyway, the long story short, they're selling horse armor. Oh, oh God, yes. yes, I forgot about the yes, fucking yes, horse yes. armor. Horse uh, armor, fantastic. They can't even nickel and dime without being stuck years in the past. And the other bit of DLC they announced was uh, Tuxedo, which has been a very popular, unlockable in-game item in every single Metal Gear Solid game, except this one where it's being sold to us now, which I find just a little bit fucking insulting. It may seem petty at this point, but fuck Konami as the popular t-shirt I would, I would have spent money on proper clothes for quiet. So that I could have put her more in my video. <laughs> <laughs> well, like a nice tank top or a snuggie. I know that's am- not self-censorship. That's just idle. It was a serious song and I didn't want it looking wacky and stupid. So before anyone accuses me of being a slut shamer or whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just amazed that no one like in localization, when this was being announced for America, was like, hey, just so you know... In the West, the idea of horse armor is going to get mocked for very specific reasons. And they're not doing it ironically, by are they? Are no, you, is it? no, they are not. Okay. So it, you might have wanted to say, hey, let's keep this in Japan, maybe. This is, Konami wouldn't know irony if it was a song by that woman who doesn't understand what irony is. Ah, yes, the I, song I, Annoying I, by Alanis Morissette. 
Yeah, that was her name, Alanis Morissette. I always get her mixed up with one of the other singers that do songs. Um, <laughs> somewhere in what I said was a really songs. good pop culture gag. Um, make yeah. make up your own with the with the pieces I've given you. Construct yeah. your own pop culture gag. The, Laura, the, the what best, did you play? I, I played a game this week <laughs> called uh, Rinse and Repeat, and it, that is a game by Robert Yang, who is the man who makes those games about. Uh, barely clothed men. Sometimes you spank them. Sometimes they have sex with gay cars. Ah, I've heard this, of this. I've seen people hmm. try and compare it to Quiet to make people out like <laughs> yes. This is why I brought it up. So yeah. the point of this game is that you are sorry, guys. Uh, before we go on, I just have to do this. There was a nice man. Hideo was his name. He made the best game of his career and got fired the next day. And isn't it annoying? <laughs> Continue. <laughs> anyway, Very good. Very good. The police are coming, Gavin, to arrest you for that song. <laughs> um, where was I? Yeah. So, uh, Rinse and Repeat is a game in which you play as a partially clothed man or a naked mm-hmm. man scrubbing down naked men in a public shower room environment. And you have to go to the public showers at specific times when classes and you know, workout sessions have just finished and they're all up on a board. And the whole idea is about, you know, scrubbing, scrubbing partially clothed men and looking at their ding dongs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were critical of me writing about this game because they were like, well, you did like quiet being partially clothed, but a man takes all his clothes off for your amusement. And you find that hilarious sexualization, objectification, double standards. Uh. So let's, let's ask Laura, cause I know what your answer is going to be. Laura, would you have been offended if there were women naked in that game? A lot of people were arguing in the comments, would you have been offended if this game had swapped out the men for the women and, mm. and had like a load of naked women. And my answer is no, but the game wouldn't have worked if you'd done that mm. because the entire point of the game is that it is a game about the changing attitudes of men towards nudity of other men in public environments. And it is entirely a game that like, it's a silly game on the surface, but it makes really serious points about so, like the changing attitudes. You, but Let me were you even offended by, I don't think you were even offended by quiet. You just no, thought I wasn't it was offended a stupid outfit. Yeah. I thought that the reasoning was stupid. And if you turned around and said quiet, didn't have any clothes on. Cause I wanted her to be naked. Cause I find that kind of hot. I wouldn't have been so bothered. <coughs> um, <coughs> but, but I'm like, a little the, confused, hmm. Laura. Can you help me out here? Are you saying that the, uh, the nude man in the shower game tonally fit the themes mm. and of the narrative, g- yes. general atmosphere of the game? Therefore, it's palatable to you that, that is yeah. that's the point of the game. That is exactly what I'm saying, that in a game about men... Be, when they are young, being uncomfortable with the thought that someone might think they looked at a penis, upward until the point when you're an adult, and it's like, oh, you're an old man, no one cares if you see my todger now. <laughs> you know, that is yeah. like, there is a gradient of, of male uh, so attitudes towards genitalia, and there is a shifting point in there, and this is an exploration of that, and it's and all totally consistent. Here. I could be wrong here, Laura, but it is almost as if you're saying the context is important exactly and it's almost like i'm saying that sometimes a direct flipping of gender is not applicable because a narrative is tailored 
to the people it's about. And this is a narrative about a specific gender's stereotyped attitudes rather than just about titillation. That's, that's very interesting. It's, it, yeah. you're, you're also suggesting, and again, I could be getting this wrong, but you're almost suggesting as well that every single different game in the world being a completely different original piece of art cannot be directly uh, uh, compared to each other in this really simplified remedial fashion, it's, the kind of which a complete dullard would do. It's almost like I'm saying that, and it's almost like I'm saying that directly flipping the gender would not apply to this particular narrative, and that this narrative was more tonally mm -hmm. consistent with its nudity than Metal Gear Solid Five because was. because again they're they're two completely different games with completely different goals, completely different themes, and completely Indeed. different characters. What, one of them is a game that is specifically about nudity, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. one of them is a game that is about being a soldier that happens to have taken away all of a person's clothes. And okay. uh, maybe I think that those are two different contexts to apply to nudity. Okay, well, having taken all that on board, uh, I'm now about to have a uh, frothing at the mouth fit uh, because my brain can't handle all of that information. <laughs> while, while, you're, while you're having your fit, yes. like, stay on standby because I also this week wrote about how I liked the ending to Ma Mass Effect 3. So, you know, you might want to finish off your fit now now that I've got that out. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Um, hold on. Let me just, I'll just take a glass of water. Hold mm. Got to rehydrate after my fit. Right, what did you say about... I'm strapping Mass myself Mass in. Effect what did 3. you say about Mass, Mass Effect, Effect 3? Mass Effect 3, I like the ending and think it's pretty good. Oh, there's my brain hemorrhaging. Thank you. Oh, blood's coming at me eye sockets now. <laughs> there we go. Um, if you like the idea of objectifying men, but also learning important lessons about stereotypes, about male you know, attitudes towards nudity... Go play Rinse and Repeat and understand that it is contextually different to Quiet in Metal Gear Solid because, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. This, is, this, this has been one of my favourite podcasts. I, I uh, am having a lot of fun with this about 10% of the listeners. But, uh, I, I am well aware of this, but I, I am well on board with that. At this point, at this point... Y'all should be used to it by now. You know yeah. what we, you know what we're about. You know why we're here. You know what we say. Um, you know, it's like people who get upset at Polygon because they said something was racist or sexist. It's like it's, if you, it's, it's how they write. Like, just don't read them. Just it's one of those. Surely, by this point, you realise Polygon's not for you. Don't read them. Yeah, like, like if, you know, if you don't like toilet humour and a little bit of SJW stuff sprinkled in, you probably best not here. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying don't listen to it, no, and I'm you... certainly not saying don't criticise us. I mean, I, I get yeah. valuable feedback on the Jimquisition and Podquisition both. Um, <laughs> but there but will you... be a handful of non-constructive criticism of yeah, this episode I mean, if you can already see coming. If you loathe it, like, like like key factors. And are still listening. Like like the people who go to thegymquisition.com and complain <laughs> that the Jimquisition does Jimquisition things. Um, at, at a certain point, it becomes your fault. Like, don't go to a website named after me, watching a show named after me, and then get upset when Jim Sterling does a Jim Sterling thing. Um, you know. But if you say, perhaps, that, hey, Jim, um, loved your episode this week, but that bit in the middle where you pretended to have sex with a pile of pogs with a goat skull mask on <laughs> went on a bit too long, 
that's constructive that, criticism that is... and I completely agree it went on way too long <laughs> that awkward moment you don't know if Jim is exaggerating for effect or that's actually something he did <laughs> no, that awkward did... moment when I don't know either did you did you mention pig skulls for a second there was that a thing you said I, I, I forget which animal. The actual mask is a horse skull, um, but I think people have been calling it a cow skull. I, um, I didn't mention a pig skull. I haven't mentioned anything about pigs. Do we, do we want to acknowledge the, the pig-shaped elephant in the room? You know, what, I, you know what game I like? A machine for pigs. I like that game. <laughs> you know what game I like? Um, what, what hogs, like? Hogs of War. I like that game. You like mm-hmm. hogs, hogs? Do you know what? 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 90s era brand of collectible figurines I used to like. <laughs> what? Piggin. <laughs> you know what song I really like is 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 Piggy by Nine Inch Nails. You know what is a really good video game to show young children if they're a couple of co- console generations behind? Piglet's what? big game on the GameCube. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Piglet's I made myself laugh. Game. I made myself laugh really loud by mentioning Pigin, which is one of the most obscure <laughs> things. It's not even pop culture, and it's like been a, only I would get it. It's been a rather hamtastic week on social media, hasn't it? Uh, it's probably it the has. greatest thing that ever happened on social media, really. It's, it's, it's one of those things. Like for anyone who doesn't know the thing, um, the the you can the, no, I there's can't nobody say words. that. Do- Come on, how can yeah. there be someone who doesn't well, know this? there's been a few, like, because it is a thing that is, like, very cultural. Um, I suppose. The United Kingdom Prime Minister was accused of, when he was in university, putting his todger inside of a dead pig's mouth. And uh, my favourite thing about this is, coincidentally, the day this news broke was also the day that we found out, like, oh, the new season of The Muppets is airing, and Kermit is living, leaving Miss Piggy. They're getting a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> Like little bits of coincidence like that were fun. Um, yeah, very uh, the interesting. Fact that watching... Charlie Brooker's show yeah. Black Mirror, the debut episode of that, was mm. about the prime minister yes. fucking a pig. It was very interesting watching Charlie Brooker have to say, "No, I did not know that David Cameron allegedly <laughs> put himself inside a pig." He was freaked out. Yeah, he had his moment of, "Oh fuck!" There's a lot of weird similarities here. Like the weirdest mm. one is like there's a, an excerpt of the like original script that he posted, and it's like, "Yep." That is the world obsessing on social media about the idea of the Prime Minister fucking a pig. Wow. That uh, that is creepy. But the internet's been amazing this week. Um, There's a a guy who does YouTube, like, remixes of speech and things called Cassette Boy. Oh, my God, that was amazing. An amazing remix. Getting piggy with it. It it was pretty short, but his turnaround Mm. time was, like, perfect to get it while the cultural zeitgeist was still interested he did a fantastic job yeah. I want There's to know another where one he, I... did he just have all that footage lying around of he, as, another as, one. I, as I understand it he has transcripts of a lot of politicians speeches so ah, he can look okay. for keywords and he knows which speeches to wow. yeah because he's from. done another really good one before that um, called this is the party of the motherfuckers mm. uh, which is just it, I, I have to listen to it every now and then like cassette boy is just incredibly talented at that stuff so recommend that I don't I also I don't know who did this one but someone did a cover of um Katy Perry's I Kissed a Boy and obviously I <laughs> Fucked a Pig and yeah. it, it, it also if you can track it down because I saw it on Facebook without uh, credit but if you can track it down do so it's very good I, also I, Film Cow the guy who did Charlie the Unicorn yes, and all that they he, he did an his, amazing cartoon 
this amazing cartoon of a dead pig in a fully formed like outfit of clothes that like David Cameron was having to break up with to go date another yeah. pig in clothes and it I mean was the wonderful. way the, the way the internet's jumped on it the speed My, I mean Laurie you were in there the next day oh god yeah by by noon that day I had um, a video up of David Cameron's top yeah. his top six favorite video <laughs> games, games that basically was about five minutes of me talking about video uh, games without directly acknowledging the fact that all of the footage was of pigs and yeah. then at the end being like oh yeah you like Star Fox because because Piggins is in it he, he, he did you put Manhunt in there I hope you put Manhunt no in there. I put um what did I put in there I put uh, like Ganon from Ocarina of Time I had uh, the pig face mask from Saw I had Beyond Piglet's Good and Evil game. of course Beyond Good and Evil of course yep I had uh, Bloodborne yeah. and it was just footage of me fisting pigs up the arse I've been working Photoshop over time like, like oh, photoshopping God. I him did, pu- I did a pig love down your 100 acre wood yeah <laughs> did one of him uh, holding Piglet saying you give me 100 acre wood which I tacked onto the end of last uh, this week's Gymquisition with a lovely little original song I wrote it goes in, I'll sing the entire song David Cameron fucked a pig uh, so that was my original song I wrote. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a slightly more elaborate original song. Um, David Cameron might have fucked a pig. Who knows if he fucked a pig? He probably did, because a load of people say he did. That's a Woo! more legally. Uh, if I, I'll run yeah. that one by my lawyer, and he'll he'll probably favour that one. We should point out to our um, listeners, maybe not from like the UK and Europe area as well. The, one of the reasons this was so funny was because. His party kind of is very popular with kind of very upper class and the rich and the very kind of the kind of Brits that you see on like Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things that like it's entirely possible and maybe even likely that this is a smear campaign of sorts from uh, a man on the opposition part of the party who does not like that our prime minister has not been towing the political line. They say it was some and, millionaire who yeah. got or billionaire who got bitter because he got snubbed yeah. over a job yeah, or something. Yeah, it's like, a lot of it seems like it might be political, uh, like, uh, political stuff that's going on. But on the other hand, the number of politicians who saw this story and basically said, oh, it's just a bit of harmless fun, everyone does that in university, leads me to believe this is a thing that politicians do in university. It certainly talks of a class divide, because I mean, yes. I wasn't, when I heard the news, I genuinely was not shocked by the idea of it. Not because I thinking I'm thinking to myself, eh, we've all fucked a dead pig, but because <laughs> when you think of some upper class posh twits at uni mm. It seems like the kind of thing they would force each other to do. There was actually some way more shocking stuff coming out about the way they treated women, actually. That was a kind of bit more disturbing than fucking a pig's head. It was, but there's nothing that's like as catchy as fucking the pig's head. (laughs) Fucking the pig is catchy. I mean, there was was other things I've heard about them, you know, they burning 50 pound notes in front of homeless people. And all of it sounds exactly like the kind of debauched, self-absorbed, self-indulgent shit that those fucking, and this is my working class chip on my shoulder coming out, but those fucking inbred, crony <laughs> capitalist, fucking posh sods with plums in their mouths, fucking... In, oh, I, I, God. I think I, it's just a case of, like, the, the United Kingdom as a nation basically hates all of its politicians and anytime anything bad is said about them we 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 assume on mass that it's true because we want reasons to justify our and it usually you know is. Our, our hate of these politicians <laughs> we want to justify our belief that they are posh wankers and it's like yeah he's a posh wanker but he fucked a pig better than him still Woo! oh 
grew up homeless. And there's the fucking David Cameron fucking sticking his dick in a mouth and burning fucking... I said sticking his dick in a mouth. I, I admitted the important bit. It's a dead <laughs> pig, by the way, if you've not caught on yet. <laughs> fucking burning oh. 50 quid notes. You fucking... Oh. The whole lot of them need to get in the sea. I know this isn't really video games, but I still want to get this, this out. A thing that I learnt this week, thanks to my fiancé, that I did not know. It is illegal to have sex with a dead human. It is illegal to have sex with a living animal. In the United Kingdom, it is not illegal to have sex with an animal once it's dead. It's the missing link. These these two laws, these two negatives cancel each other out. Like, it's it's a double negative of the law. Leave him alone. He wasn't wasn't baking any laws. (laughs) (laughs) But two two wrongs literally make a right in that situation. In in this situation, (laughs) you can't fuck that pig. You can't fuck something that's dead. Do you want to fuck that pig when it's dead? That's fine. You want to fuck a dead pig, Dave? Come on yeah, over. Why not? David Cameron yeah. fucked a pig, everyone. Um, it's it's he, fine. I mean, we, he can take do, me to court for that if he wants, but you, I think he's going to have to go through a lot of people first you, before he gets to me. Do you think that he would have been judged less if he had first cut the pig up and turned it into bacon and had just, like, jerked off with some bacon around his cock? Would he I, have been judged less? I honestly think so. I think David Cameron fucked some bacon is less <laughs> it's less specific less catchy yeah. than david david cameron once said that britain needs to become more evangelical ooh, ooh. um he once wanted it to become a moral utopia he fucked a <laughs> dead pig oh god everyone we said, I don't know if david we told you we, you you misheard us we said fuck the poor not the pork uh, <laughs> my my favorite thing of this that someone pointed out is that um Sex with dead animals was illegal in the UK until the year that David Cameron uh, entered politics. <laughs> that is the year that it became illegal. That it became legal. Sorry, that it the the criminalization was dropped of this crime the year that he came into politics. Is sticking your dick in a, a dead pig's mouth one of the nine things they tried to ban? Um. No, un- amazingly not. You Spanking can stick, is bad, but you can yeah, you can stick your your dick in a pig's mouth, but you can't sit on someone's it. face consensually. Yeah. Okay. And and really, I mean, that's a significant omission. Yeah. <laughs> uh, should should we get back to video games? Because I we haven't really talked about them much this week, have we? No. I suppose um, we better something something swine. Soma's great. It's now. fucking great. It's I love uh, it. Do you want to talk about your thoughts on Soma, Gavin? Uh, yeah. I, I, well, I'm not very far in. I'm only about four hours in, but I'm really yeah, loving it so hurry far. Hurry up. I beat it's it already. super creepy, and it's actually genuinely scared me really mm. badly for the first hour or so. I was okay once yeah. I saw the creatures. But uh, yeah, I, I love yeah, it. It's, it's so atmospheric. I'm, I'm pretty far into Soma, and it's certainly flawed. It is not perfect, but it is doing some really interesting things and it's creepy as all fuck. I think what I love most about Soma, and I said this in the review over at thegymquisition.com, um, what I said in the review is that it's a classic sci-fi story. Like, like, And when I say classic, I mean, they weren't just being pretentious when they quoted Philip K. Dick at the beginning of the game. <laughs> like, the, the themes it touches on are the kind of themes that like, early sci-fi authors were touching on. That video games have just like ignored in favour of just the monsters and the robots. Um, and they've not delved into the how sci-fi has so often been used. And I think we've talked about this before. How often sci-fi has been used as an analogue to discuss deeper themes and, and, and mm. more human and more relatable and natural things. Mm. And all of that comes up in Soma. It's, a, it's very much... 
the robots and the, the, the monsters and everything are more or less window dressing for a game that is very much about self-identity mm. and the importance of, of who you are and, and what that means, what it means to be a person and what it means to exist. And I know that mm. makes me sound all waffly and artsy, but that, that really is what the game is about. Yeah. And seeing it packaged yeah. in a game that, that will probably reach a lot, a, a different audience mm. than you know your walking simulator yeah. type games. Yeah, uh, is is really good to see. It is. It is a yeah. game that is definitely marketed toward and aimed at your sort of angry, angry bro gamer. That Do you think? Then I, has, I, I'm has, not sure. I'd uh, agree with that. I I think it is in as much as like it is packaged as like this is a it's an indie a game, horror. but this is like for your sort of horror core experience players, and this is getting. It's getting themes in front of these players' faces that I don't think they would otherwise choose to play a game focused around. And yeah. I think it handles those themes pretty well from what I've seen so far. And it had, like, think- obviously moments I won't spoil, but it's one of the few games that's ever made me... I've done something in that game that afterwards I really felt bad over. And then I was, like, kind of thinking about the level and the way it was designed. It's like, I don't think I even needed to do that thing. And then I felt really bad. <laughs> and <laughs> games that shove moral choice in your face usually never make me feel bad. But that one really did. It doesn't shove it, I think, is the thing. It's yeah. The, the moments where there are bad things to be done come up in the story so sensibly and, mm. and make so much sense. It, it's, it's not ham-fisted mm. like in, you know, and I love Bioshock, but Bioshock's moral yeah. choice Save is the market is like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's so remedial it, and simplified. Yeah. Even the, even Mass yeah. as much as I love Mass Effect, the first game's moral choices were really just like, do you want to be a complete dick or not? <laughs> and I, I think it's interesting that it it places those choices in front of you just long enough to make you aware that like that is a choice you made. And then it leaves you to make your decisions about how you feel about that rather yeah, than... It doesn't, it doesn't try and tell you how to feel about what you did. And I don't yeah, think it, it even makes it clear... Tell you. I don't think it makes it clear to you which one of which ones are choices and which are mandatory to progress the story because I think some of them yeah. are and some of them aren't, which I think is an interesting I, approach. I mean, I get the impression, having played it, that a lot of it is all very linear and very mandatory, but the, the sheer beauty of its design is mm. it gives you that feeling of did I have to do that or not. Yeah. I think that's the beauty of it. And that, that I think that's a big difference between that and uh, another game that uh, I think in terms of the way it delivers a story is comparable to is Spec Ops The Line, mm. uh, which again is another fantastic game in terms of narrative presentation, um, but, but still does like beat you over the brow a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I, I actually was one of the few that didn't like the moralizing in Spec Ops The Line. I thought... Yeah. Yeah, game, you're going to force me to do this to push the narrative forward and then you're going to try and make me feel bad about it? Nah, it was very, not, it was, not It working. was somewhat ham-fisted, yeah. I mean, mm. I, I really like Spec Ops yeah. for that. Um, my main issue with it was that mechanically it was just another shooter, um, really. Yeah, it was um, boring. It, it, it's, it's why it didn't, didn't quite make it on my best, uh, best of list that year. Um, but um, anyway, the, the point I'm making is, is that Unlike uh, Spec Ops in Soma, it's just so much more subtle than that. Um, and the main character will express that they're feeling bad about certain things. But then you have another character um, making perfectly valid points to the opposite. Uh, so there's always this kind of two sides to the coin. And, and you as the player get to make your own mind up. Was this bad? Was this justified? Is this right? Is this wrong? And it's, 
is the entire premise of the story, um, you know, and what happened at this place? Was it right? Was it wrong? You know, it's it's got it's such very um, interesting. A be- it's got such a brilliant aesthetic as well. It's like somewhere between aliens and amnesia. Like it's, and there's even a little bit of metro in there at one point and. Yeah, there's it's obviously like a, the a good bit of Bioshock of, in there yeah. as well. Yeah, obviously Bioshock would be definitely yeah. an obvious comparison, yeah. especially the undersea bits, the uh, the, the underwater bits. But yeah, it's, I, I definitely recommend it, especially if you enjoyed like Amnesia, because me, I found Amnesia got a bit tiring with the whole run away from the scary man thing. But mm-hmm. this doesn't overplay that as much, I find, so far at least. And I find the enemies are a little bit easier to read and stuff and you don't have to wait as long for them to fuck off yeah i mean it's um there, there's a lot of debris around mm. that you can throw and it sends them off um mm. i mean i actually said in the review i i'd almost prefer it if they'd taken a lot more of that horror out uh mm. and 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 i say this as someone who has obviously been very critical of your dear esters and your raptures and all that um but the game is at its best when you are just exploring and, and mm. having the story because unfold. it it does the Silent Hill <laughs> two thing, which I love so much. It it unsettles you. It doesn't make you jump and go boo. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. It it actually really unsettles you through its yeah. atmospheres and, and its stories and, and, this, and environments. And this is something I've been saying for a little while recently. Um, there is a game called Spirits of Xanadu that is sort of similar but that gives you the option to remove certain bits of gameplay mechanics in order to if you want to have more of that experience of just wandering around through the environment rather than having sort of combat thrown in. And I'd be really interested to see more games do this as time Mm. goes on to give you that option of like, Hey, maybe I just want to walk through and experience this story rather than some of these other aspects. Yeah. That's really interesting. I know that was, um, that was frustrating for me with Amnesia in a big way because I thought Mm. the story was fantastic and I found the locations, I really wanted to explore them, but then, Again, with the go and hide from the scary man and wait for him to bugger off, just got so old in that exactly. game. Exactly, and would that not have been a better game for you if you could have gone into the options and turned that off? Yeah, it's like, let me hide from the scary man once or twice, and it's just not scary anymore now, it's just become annoying, yeah. so let me turn I it think off. Games, games that I, I call them like stalker games, um, games like Clock Tower, Amnesia, a mm. lot of horror games now, where you're being stalked by a thing. Mm. Uh, like Resident Evil 3 Nemesis, you know. Um, was you know one of the your examples of it. Uh, you've really got to be careful how you do them. I love stalkery games of mm. being chased by a thing, um, but if you do it too much, the scare goes away. It was one of my problems with Slender, um, mm. and like I'm not one of those people that just hates Slender because it got mm. popular. Um, I like what it tried to do, but by the time you're running around trying to find these eight randomly scattered things, by the th- fucking 15th time that thing's turned up behind you you're just like fuck off yeah it's, you're just annoying if it's one of those things you've got to be very careful not to have it be too much or too little of a threat because otherwise you lose the tension or you lose the fun of the experience like yeah. one of those two is going to get lost if you have too much or too little mm. i actually thought machine for pigs balanced at that nicely David Cameron thinks they balanced it well <laughs> on his cock. <laughs> on his cock, because I don't know if you guys heard, but David Cameron fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. head. Well, it's it was, actually it about gross. a device in an underground lab in his estate, isn't it? Oh, I see what you did there, yeah. Uh, so, video uh, game news. Pretty, yes. Um, 
a brief bit of video game news for people that that uh, perhaps long term followers of my work, or not even that long term. Uh, it turns out. But if you follow my YouTube channel, you know that I do um, a, a series of, of quick looks called Squirty Play, where I just give a, a quick squirt of a game while I play it. Um, and it turns out that I've played, without my knowledge, two digital, two new digital homicide <laughs> games. Um, did, but they, did, not... they, did they change the name of their studio on these particular games? They're or? rebranding again. Uh, they're now ECC Publishing. Um, mm-hmm. They've not hidden it very well because people found out about it eventually. Um, but I played a game called Devil's Share, which was shit, and I've played a game called Galactic Hitman, which was fucking shit. Uh, and it turns out that that they were digital homicide games. And right now they're doing a thing. There's this website called Blitz Bundle or BundleBlitz.com, I think it is, that's offering keys. For, like, really shit games trying to get through Steam Greenlight. Like, really shit ones. And this seems to have been a, a running pattern with Digital Homicide, where they keep trying to partner up with, like, real chances and asset flippers and stuff, trying to get them on Steam. Why, I don't know yet, but there is something really weird going on with the Digital Homicide right now. It's like, all a money laundering scam, Jim. They're trying to get money up. to the Russians. It's like they they really are doing weird behind the scenes work with developers, unless it's all them with different companies trying to hide who they are. But yeah, I'm looking into it right now. But yeah, it turns out that I've been play like in, in some sort of saw like twist. I've been playing their games all along, uh, and yeah, it's, that's weird. Yeah, so the, the terrible ECC games, publishing, keep an eye out for them. The terrible games were coming from inside Digital Homicide. Ah. Dun dun dun. Um, so anyway, that that was a little bit of fun game news from me. <laughs> oh, fun game news that came out today. Um, Jonathan Blow said a slightly pretentious thing about a video game he's making. Did he? That's yeah. unusual. That is so unusual for Jonathan Blow. And um, yes, it probably won't be anywhere near as pretentious as the video game itself. Probably. Oh. Well, we, we will see because um, apparently, appa- apparently very few people will be able to truly know how pretentious this game is because... Only 1% of people will be smart enough to beat um, The Witness 100%. Only 1% of people will be smart enough to do it. So um, so Donald Trump, he's the only 1%er I know. What, what, what he's saying is, hey, rather than balancing a game for the average consumer or for the high end of consumer, I have balanced my game for the pretentiously high level of consumer. Because that's what Jonathan Blow does. Uh, apparently, it's just one puzzle that he thinks, for 99% of people, they'll never 100% the game because this puzzle will stop them doing yeah. so. Isn't that, like a, pro- is that, that not like a bad thing? Well, he seems to be proud of it. I think it's bloody stupid. If, mm. if that lower percentage of people are going to be able to understand how to complete your puzzle, to me, that sounds like it's a badly designed puzzle. I have to say, I, I, he's probably not lying. I found Braid pretty goddamn difficult at times. Yeah, but he never made... Well, he did make statements like this, but he never made this specific statement, so there you go, it's a new... Yeah, Jonathan Blow says pretentiousness. Yeah. He was angry at the positive reviews because they didn't get it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> my favourite my favorite quote from the last year and a half, I got to talk to him maybe about 18 months ago, and he told me that... Uh, the the entire summation of our interview was Call of Duty is a baby game 
And Jonathan Blow is going to read er, read and reply to every comment on every review of The Witness when it comes out. Yeah. He alleges oh, every single does. review he will comment, uh, he will reply he to every single comment. I would love, you know I would love if he did that. If people thought I took the piss with the Senran Kagura review, you just wait. You just wait. Because I know what Jonathan Blow's like, right? Now, I, li- I actually like him. I like Jonathan Blow. I think he's all right. But he is the indie, like, like the latter-day John Romero. Mm. He is the John Romero of our time. Um, and, and I know that he's going to go around looking to be annoyed at reviewers for not getting it. And to point out like like how they're just not clever enough to deal with what he's done. So I'm not even going to give him the satisfaction. If you think the review I did for Senran Kagura was bollocks, oh, you just wait. I just picture him and Phil Fish on the phone together, like, <laughs> giving out. It's like, so, how are you doing? Shit! <laughs> Everything sucks and everyone sucks. Huh. So, other news we had today. Uh, Wolfenstein The New Order 2 oh, yeah. has, has kind of been accidentally announced. Um, it's have, not new by that point. Well, <coughs> Spe- Wolfenstein's oh, slightly yeah. weathered old order. Do, do you want to make a 50-50 guess on whether we found this news out through a voice actor or through a LinkedIn profile? Ooh. Um, a voice actor's LinkedIn Bethesda. profile? <laughs> it's not a trick question. It's one or the other. I'm going to say because it's Bethesda and they got a history with it, voice actor. It's a voice actor. Uh, there we go. So is this it is... the voice actor of BJ? No, it's the voice actor of... Um, of Three An- Dog Anya, again. <laughs> An- Anya, I think her name is. Oh no, he was really upset that he's not in uh, Fallout 4. Ooh. Uh, three Dog Guy, yeah. yeah he he, he was complaining about, about it on um, Twitter. Let me just pull up the, the, the actress name because I am a terribly disorganised... Uh, while you're doing that, slightly person. related news... Um, Todd Howard confirmed that they got the Wolfenstein crowd in to do the shooting for Fallout 4, which is really Ooh. cool because that means it's going to have much better shooting than the last That is, the that last is game. very positive news. Yeah. yeah, I was right. It's the person who played Anya Oliwa. Oh, who, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, basically, <laughs> she, was, she was being interviewed by Poland's TVN, and she said... I'm working on a video game. The first part of it's already been made. Now we're making a second one, which will take another two years. I played this game first as a child. I was very happy when I got to the point where I could shoot Hitler. <laughs> so it sounds a lot like she's called... She didn't Guys, make that very slight. Talking, like, about, talking about Anya, can we just yeah. point out how Wolfenstein last year was a really good example of how to do like a really fun, bro-friendly, shooty, kill-everyone game with a really cool, diverse cast? Yes, it was. It did very well. And it in didn't that feel regard. shoehorned in at all. It felt natural and it was it didn't feel like in the dreaded and inverse yeah. commas tokenism. It was just really cool. <laughs> it did very much nail that. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, we what we gleaned from that is yes, they're making a second uh, Wolfenstein the New Order. It's gonna have her character in it and it's coming out in twenty seventeen. So don't let your voice That's actors ever talk to the press because voice actors have this habit of not knowing whether their projects have been announced or do not. Do they yet. not sign yeah. NDAs? They do, but they just don't keep track of whether things have been announced. Maybe it's because the up. publishers don't pay them properly. Ooh. Ooh. I've got a new voice acting job as well. That's something I meant to point out. Oh, I, yeah? Um, yep. Oh, yes. You, you get to play that weird thing that I saw. Yeah. 
Uh, there's a game, the episode one of it's already out, it's on Steam. I actually played it on my YouTube channel. Uh, it's called Albino Lullaby. And it's like Roger Waters' brain just exploded into a video game. <laughs> okay, I have like, to see it's this. It's weird as fuck. Mm. Um, I, Gavin, if you Google image search Albino Lullaby, okay. and just look at the characters there, uh, I'm playing one of those in episode two. It's uh, quite something. It's it's basically um, like a like a living color multicolored penis monster. Oh like they goodness. are amazing. Like in episode one, they're all just like coming after you, just going, "Who's this worm?" <laughs> just like really overacting and hamming it up. So it's like I can't wait to. That is uh, terrifying. Do what that. does that remind? It really reminds me of something. Yeah, that'll come to me. Something that David Cameron would stick his dick into? Mm. Oh. <laughs> that's, well, more looks like I, David Cameron's dick, actually. <laughs> <laughs> God. I, I, would ex- I would understand him sticking it in a pig if it looked like that. It's like, oh, God, it's terrifying. I need to hide it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and just a uh, pig's mouth is the only place available. Um, God, so it's, like, it's like evil Easter Island heads or something. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, Hitman has been delayed to 2016. Surprising no one. Lots of games had to be delayed. I'm glad that happened because there's enough stuff coming out this year. Yeah, yeah too there, much there was good no way that year. all of this stuff could come out. Um, like the only one of those that I wish hadn't been delayed was Star Fox because there is nothing to play on the Wii U right now. Like anything on the PS4 or Xbox One, yeah, push it back if you have to. Mm. Um, what else did we have? Oh, I I'm gonna stay spoiler free on this, but. I started playing Destiny this week because there are some some plot points about the Taken King that people have expected me to have an opinion on. So I am currently playing through Destiny to get to the Taken King because there is apparently an interesting plot point regarding the character of the Taken King. And, you know, people who have opinions on diversity in games might find it interesting to find out what's going on with that character. So there, that's all I'll say on that matter. Go do your own reading if you if you don't mind spoilers. Mm. There is an interesting thing with that character. So yeah. What I want to know, Laura, is is the game actually fun now? Is it less grindy? It's less unenjoyable. <laughs> it's still not enjoyable. Okay. <laughs> it's do the bosses the, still take a fucking hour to kill? Yes, they do. But yeah. it's, it is less of a grind than it previously was. Okay. It is still an unenjoyable grind. But, you know, I do what I must for, for, for having opinions on subjects that I am expected to have an opinion on yeah. r- regularly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, um, I'm drawing... Uh, for the thumbnail of this episode, uh, on the side of a coffee cup, um, like a polystyrene coffee cup, um, I'm drawing a, a pig's head with a dick going into it, um, with flies buzzing around it. Um, nice. So uh, just keeping the listeners abreast of what I, I drew the belly button wrong there. Now it just looks like an angry torso with a big nose. Um, <laughs> is now but anyway. A, is now a good time for us to go to questions? Yes. Then? <laughs> let's go to questions questions were weird this week uh let's... yeah let me just say right if your questions come in the forms of memes we're probably not going to read them out just yeah. because we, we we do we do enough memes ourselves we we might read them in order to laugh at them not not at how funny the meme was but at how like 
hilarious it is that you thought it was funny. There might be a little bit of, oh, you thought memes were funny? No. <laughs> you thought memes were funny. I was drawing, like, hair on the legs of David Cameron here. Okay, that is fine. Um, Sorry, I'm, so, I'm, I'm really caught up in my art here. That is that is fine. Just remember we're doing a show. We're putting a thing together that is I know, I'm highly doing, scripted. I'm, we are doing a highly scripted show here, Jim. <laughs> I'm producing key art for the show. Oh. I just need to make sure that this is going to take a good photograph. Um... First question. I get my camera. <laughs> the first... I'm gonna take the photo now. <laughs> the first question this week is from Troy Thorpe, who says, "My son is going to be three years old next week. Can you let Leon know that his life is meaningless? I don't want to tell him myself. Thanks, Leon. Leon, I know life you... is full of wonder and joy and magic things to behold. Leon, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be very honest with you. I know that you're three. Uh, life is a big, scary adventure right now. Um, Hold on to the joy while it's here because life gets a lot scarier as you go on. Like, you might not think so. It's going to get bloody scary. Oh, I, said a, I said a nasty word, didn't I? I'm very sorry. Don't lead after my example. Now, if you want life to be less meaningless, start a career critiquing body parts. Um, elbows of video game characters, I think, are an untapped market. So, you know, m- your life will be meaningless Unless you review elbows for a career. There you go. Yeah. I hope that has helped you feel less worried about the meaninglessness of existence, Leon. Have a happy birthday. Uh, Leon? Leon, happy birthday. Uh, how old? Three? Three. Leon is three. You're three years old. Um, maybe, maybe my advice to the parents? Leon can listen to my bit when Leon's a little bit older. Um, Leon? You might be too young to actually know this, but in the year 2015, uh, British Prime Minister David Cameron (laughs) fucked a pig. Uh, He stuck his dick in a dead pig's mouth, uh, and probably with flies buzzing around it, we don't know. Um, But no matter... I've turned my phone on. Ignore that. In 2015, Leon, we had phones, and those phones made annoying buzzing noises. Yeah, they weren't yet built into our brains. Yeah. Um... Okay, so anyway, the point is, is that no matter how fucked up your life is, no matter, no matter how bleak things may be, um, once upon a time, David Cameron fucked a pig. It, and, and that's what truly makes life worth living, yeah. it, unless you're the pig. It is better a meaningless life than a life where you derive meaning from having fucked a pig. Yeah, and, um, it, and it is better to live in the world where David Cameron fucked a pig than to have never lived at all also, in the world where David ooh, Cameron fucked a I pig. Have, I have one more thing to say to Leon. Um, Leon, mm. this is very important. Tell your dad that he needs to buy you Spider-Man. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday, Leon. You are three Happy years birthday. old. Your dad now has to buy you Spider-Man. Don't poo in the bath. Don't poo in the bath. Well, Buy shirts from the Jimquisition t-shirt store. Le- Leon is three. I don't think he has much choice about where he poos yet. Um, I, I don't know. And, and no matter what you do, Leon, be a professional. Yeah. If you're going to poo in the bath, do it professionally. Happy third birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, while you answer the next question, I'm just going to uh, turn on my studio lights to get a really good picture of this coffee cup with a dick and a pig head on it. <laughs> okay. Um, Aidan O'Dwyer wants to ask... If you could Fulton three living people you've never met before back to your mother base, who would you Fulton and why? Um, hmm. Da- 
damn, I wish I'd known about this one before the show. <laughs> it was in the show notes. You've had an hour to look at the show notes and see what's coming up. I, I don't read the show notes. That's what I give you forewarning for. I, I do the show notes in advance, Gavin. I don't so read the show when notes. There's a bit of, when there is a topic that you're not interested in, I was you've said your piece so on, you can be like, oh, you know, I'll just scroll ahead and see what questions are coming up for question time and start thinking about my questions in advance. You know, that's what I do the legwork for, Gavin. <laughs> okay, that, that, that photo came out real nice. Well, Jim, you, maybe you've got a question, an answer for this, because Gavin's yep. being all, oh, I didn't read the show notes, I didn't know this question was coming. Um, if you could Fulton three people you've never met to your mother base, who would you Fulton? Um... Sorry, what are the show notes? <laughs> it's, it's that thing that I laboriously put together so that our show will have some kind of structure and that none of us ever pay any attention to. I would fuck Laura kidding. so I could give her a big hug right now. Uh-huh. I would... F- there we go. Let's let's all Fulton the three of us back to one collective mother base and then that we'll all nice. have a lovely party and then Fulton ourselves home. Yeah. yeah. There we go. I, I hope that wasn't an anticlimax, Aiden. Um, Luke Graham wants to ask what I think is actually a fairly sensible, intelligent question. Um, Luke Graham asks... With the world economy becoming more and more automated, do you think that creative industries will become the big employers of the future, since those jobs aren't as easy to give to a robot? That's an interesting question, isn't it? Yeah, and you I can't not have an answer to this one, Gav, because you said it was interesting when I did the show notes, so you read <laughs> this one. No excuses. Well, I think it's interesting because it's a yes and a no question. I mean... It's a very good point, and yes, there probably will be more people encouraged to do that, but at the same time, a lot of people's inherent financial value of art has gone down and down and down and down. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to It's It's one of those say, things that, like, um, creative industries are not something that are sustainable as a society-wide um, employment state in the same way that like manufacturing is um, mm. you will never have creative industries entirely replace the need for like because if everyone is creating media and working in media creation there is no one to be consuming that media and it kind of becomes its own sort of there yeah, is a limit to how exactly. many people can work in creative industries it kind of reminds <laughs> me of like the local band scenes where it's like everyone's going to each other gigs and eventually yeah. It just nobody goes yeah, anymore because you've the, seen them a million yeah, times. The money in everyone's pockets is from other people who are like the money just passes back and forth, um, yeah. and it's it's very odd. Um, what I would say is I think as automation of businesses becomes a bigger problem and people are losing jobs because of automation, I think that creative industries and people who are already in creative positions will be less at risk of losing their job as a as a direct result of that. Mm. But I don't think it is going to inherently create more creative jobs. Or it's always going to be yeah. hard to get into the work. I mean, especially if more people try and get in, obviously the jobs are going to go quicker. So I don't think that the the opportunity is there. There's been more opportunity than ever to get into a creative role somewhere. But you know, the world is finite, and as those holes get filled, as those spaces get taken. 
Um, it's just going to get harder and harder to find work there. Mm. My advice, learn a trade. They ain't got robot plumbers yet. Mm. And they make a fucking fortune because mm. the rest of us are too pretentious yeah. and too Actually, Brits to make to a lot of money too, I've heard. Yeah, you know, you know what's a really lucrative trade to go into? Learning how to dismantle and sabotage robots. <laughs> I, I, I hear in the future that's going to be a really lucrative trade if you want to keep your music, job safe from music's robots. Music's a great lucrative trade if you want to spend like 10 to 15 years completely utterly broke. Um, <laughs> or working, of, working in shit jobs you hate yeah. to pay for your music, I which, which any, your manager keeps telling you is a hobby. I think any creative pursuit is very much along those lines. It's, it's a risk. It, yeah. it is a thing that you go into having to work other jobs to pay for yeah. until it pays off. And it's which, basically, it's the kind of thing where you have to put 100% of your heart and soul into it, and still it might not ever happen, and it's scary. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> But so, it, you know what? It's a good time to offer a huge thank you to everyone who does actually financially support us creatively because I, I still can't believe some days when I wake up that I get to make music as my job. Yeah. Thank you to everyone who supports yeah. me and Jim on Patreon. Thank you to yeah. everyone who watches Gav's videos without an ad blocker on. Well, no, thank you to everyone who buys my albums. Well, yeah, pe- everyone who buys your that's, albums that's, too. That's where that's, my that's, money comes that's from. That's the one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, thank you to everyone who gives money to us in various ways that allows us to do silly shit like this. Like, thank you for making it viable that I can be like, oh yes, this is the scheduled bit of my work day where I talk about taking a shit in the bath. Yeah. Thank you for letting that dream come true. And the bit of the day where I tell a three-year-old to fuck off. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) thank you for letting that be a part of my career. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate Mm. this. Yeah, we really do, though. It's like... Yeah. No, yeah, I know we sometimes get mawkish and Mm. maybe some people get sick of hearing about it, but it's one of those things I feel just can't be overstated enough. Like, it's just... And I think it's it's, a, it's it's a ridiculous and wonderful thing. It's especially when it happens a little bit like if this had happened to me when I was nineteen, twenty, I'm not sure I would have appreciated it as much. But as someone in his thirties, it matters a whole lot more to me, and it's it like, feels a lot sweeter when it finally happens after that much hardship. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things like having hit like twenty four, like the a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. It is just that scary moment of I am in my mid twenties and. Not only is writing like enough of a career that I can support myself, right now my partner's not in work. I can support myself and my partner on writing. And that is fucking crazy. Mm. That I can support a, even if it's only a little one bedroom, I can support bills and rent for two people. And that is a position I never thought writing would get me to. I, I was shoot, I thought I was shooting for the moon on supporting myself on writing. Mm. So, yeah. Thank you. I bloody well appreciate this. And yeah. I'm terrified that it will all go away in a puff of smoke because creative industries are terrifying. Yeah, Yay! They are. So that, that all got serious. Um, what, what we have that's not a serious question. I did, I did this in the wrong order. I should have saved a stupid question for the end. Um, we have a question from Piet John Lake who wants to ask, what's the most obscure video game that you can remember but no one else seems to know is a, is a video game that exists? Um, oh, and for uh, me, oh, yeah, it is... Disc- uh, okay, sorry. You go first, Gav, because I need to double-check the title of this game. I played a game called Red Ninja a few years ago, and it was... Red Ninja and Devana. Yeah. Not, yes! Not, not, not a really bad game, but not a really great game, but... <laughs> 
very awkward game to control with a character basically who every time she crawled through a vent, you saw her knickers. And I think that was the main selling point of the game, actually. <laughs> yeah. I actually, um, I'm convinced, because I played that one too, and it's actually actually the answer I often give, mm. um, uh, along with another game called Gift, which was equally as bad and obscure. And I mm. played them both around the same time. I'm convinced Red Ninja can't be beaten, because I played it enough to get to a level Is where it there the Buddha was Temple? I can't remember what it was exactly, but there was just like a nothing but sheer cliff all around me and no way to get up any of it. And I tried for hours and I found no way out of this level, like no way to escape the level. Um, no, I, 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 I finished it, but I, I used a walkthrough, oh, okay. so it can be finished, mm. but it's probably just very uh, obtuse. I, I found the name of my game. It is Pirates Captain's Quest. The history adventure game where you are the captain. I've heard of that. And this was a Discovery Channel multimedia game. Okay, that maybe came not. Out, no, this was it was released in like ni- the late nineties for PC, <gasps> and I got this game for free with a magazine about how computers work, and then lost it, and for years got it in my head that this game was Sid Meier's Pirates. <laughs> So I played Sid Meier's Pirates on Steam a few months back and realised, oh no, it wasn't Sid Meier's Pirates. And oh I, yeah, you've told this yeah, story. Yeah, I told yeah. this story before. Yeah. And this yeah. was the one where I was like, video game about pirates that's kind of educational, go. No one knew what it was. And then I found it and I shared it with the internet and no one knew what it was. So Does, does anyone remember yeah. um, the game Apocalypse with Bruce Willis in it? I remember the movie. Yes. Are you getting films and movies and no, video I'm games? Not. No, I'm not. It was a PlayStation 1 it, game. It wasn't Armageddon. It was Apocalypse, I think. Yeah, I, I've, my friend Louis played it. I watched him play it. It was actually kind of a blast, as I recall. <laughs> but it was... That was a long time. Like, that was maybe 2000 that came out. Maybe 2001. So we got one more question, I think. So last one of the the week. And this was one we had from a few people, so I didn't stick a name on it. Sorry, if you sent me this question, insert your name here. Um, What's your favourite party game or video game that is party-based to play with non-gamer friends when you have social situations with video games? Easy, Mario Kart. I am very partial to the Jackbox Party Pack. That sounds kind of naughty. I don't know what that is. But it uh, you're not na- aware of this. Okay. No. <laughs> it, it is a series of basically interactive, um, basically like interactive board games that you control using your phone and a web browser on your phone. Yeah, you lost me and, at board games. <laughs> uh, well, it's things like um, here is a. Uh, like board games is the wrong word for it, but like one of them is called Fibbage, and it's like, hey, here's a a fact with a missing word. Everyone type in their fake made up answer of what that missing word is. Then all the funny answers come up on the TV, uh, and you have to pick which that one. That does sound fun. Yeah. Oh, oh, like one of them is called Drawful, and you're like given yeah. charades type things, and you have to try and draw them on your phone screen. Oh yeah, no, that on. does sound. Fun. You got to guess what they what someone's drawn that's up on the screen, and so basically um, they ripped off all the good board games like Pictionary and charades. Yeah, it's, and it's very sort of silly takes on like things like uh, um, Boulder Dash and um, mm. Pictionary and things like that that are sort of tweaked for 
being video game-esque and it's a really good interactive thing to do with friends at a party if you've all got some phones so Jim, that's fun. Jim you're still fucking doodling aren't you <laughs> no 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 I'm, 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 I did miss the question um, <laughs> and I was just trying to catch up video games to play in social situations video games to play in social situations um, oh yes cause I, this is one I did see on the show notes um, a lot of my friends aren't actual video gamers. Uh, Most of my friends are, aren't. Like, yeah, I think I have the, one, those, one actual friend who's a gamer. The rest are like my musicians. My gamer friend <laughs> is an MMO player, and he, gaming for him is a very, very solitary experience. Mm. Um, but one thing that a lot of, you know, most of my friends can sort of get around is Rock Band. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that is the go-to for us. Um, Rock band is hilarious, Jim. When your friends are all musicians, because it's really <laughs> counterintuitive for anyone who actually plays guitar. I bet, yeah. Yeah, and it's like we're all terrible at it, and the people who <laughs> kind of don't play guitar are better. <laughs> I'm actually expecting Rock Band Four here soon. Um, I can say that. I think they said you're allowed to uh, not allowed to give any impressions, but you can say you've got it. Uh, mm. So it should be coming today or tomorrow. Um, yeah, Rock Band Four. It's a bit dis- dis- I, You know, some of the omissions from Rock Band Four were a bit disappointing, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm going to be taking a look at both Rock Band Four and Guitar Hero Live um, over the next couple of days. Cause... Both your reviews, by the way. Mm. I'm calling you for some collusion now. You both have to say in your reviews this game would be much better if Gavin's songs were in it. Because <laughs> I was in uh... the last Rock Band. I, my, one of my songs. One of my worst fucking songs ever was in that game. Well, why'd you put that one in then? Because that's the one they wanted. That's the one they asked me for. You should have been like, no, put the better one in. Yeah. Um, no, they got to go with the the one that'll get the people. <laughs> the bums in seats, laddie. That's what they want. Yeah. They've, and they've never had an ELO song in there and I'm still pissed off about it. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be playing both of them this weekend probably because by the time you hear this episode, I will be at EGX in Birmingham, so... I'll probably be playing some of both of those games. And Gavin, you're so not going to be there, which is go very and meet sad. You there. I, know. I know. I'm. That's my big disappointment about EGX. I'm not going to be able to meet Gav. I'm sad. I know. Now. We'll definitely arrange next year for like. I'll arrange everything much better next year. Oh, we. You'd better because I need yeah. to to shit in your drink. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> beverage of choice it is, I need to shit in it. So that'll be lovely. Yeah. Um. And with that, shall we we wrap up for this week? Yeah, I think that we've... do. We've got an hour and a half yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, good little show. We've we got an got hour and a quarter. Themselves. It's more than an hour. It's fine. I mean, if you yeah. discount so, pig fucking and bath shitting, we've got about ten minutes. But you know, yeah. it's But who, who would want to? Yeah. David Cameron fucked a pig, and he was probably that person in the pub who yeah. shits in the bar. He he fucks pigs and then eats shit fondue. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening, um, Laura. People might want to listen to more of your stuff after this fantastic example that we've given them. Um, how can they do that? Uh, Laura K Buzz on everything. So Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Patreon, which is what pays the bills. Other than that, you can find me on Destructoid, Polygon, The Guardian, what have you. Just search Laura K Buzz, you'll probably find me. Okay. Gavin, what about you? Um, your song snubbed from Rock Band 4, but you do do songs that people can hear elsewhere. I do do songs, and you can find them on the Miracle of Sound channel, and you can find me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound. And as we said, the latest song is Metal Gear Solid, and I think you'll enjoy it because people seem to be enjoying it. 
Awesome. Um, as for me, well, you, you know all my shit. Uh, thank you all for listening, as always, and we'll be with you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.